Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. We gotta keep this intro tight this time because we we got a lot of work to do today. Um, this is a uh, it was a political podcast uh, with myself and the Return Spirit of Abraham Lincoln. Now it's a it's a podcast about two movers and shakers in the entertainment industry building a universe that's going to become the next major franchise in American cinema. Abe, did I leave anything out? We're creative forces here to innovate and change how things have been done. We are now getting to the beginning of something terrific, and mm-hmm. we're excited to let you all, the listeners, in on this. There's a lot of excitement out there yep. in our podcast uh, fandom, and you know we have so much writing to do, we figured we'd combine our podcast recording with a writing session, since people want to know how it's going anyway, we could kind of get a lot more done this way. We're so much more efficient this way. So much more. Um so that's pretty much it. We are kind of letting you in kind of behind the scenes as we are building this universe. So, Abe, what we're doing today, for anyone who's not, uh, you know, a writer like you and I, we're doing a blue sky session. Is that what it is? That's what it's called? Blue sky, yeah. Which a means blue, okay. in a in an ideal world, you know, we could get all these ideas done and nothing could stop us. That means there's no restraints on budget or production or mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about either of us rejecting or even being reluctant about each other's ideas everything is valid we're just really getting stuff out there i love it so folks that's what we're going to be doing today um abe how do we kick this thing off do you just want me to throw one of my ideas out there well i thought we could start by kind of going over the pages we were we were uh, supposed to write for uh today right yes yeah because that was how many uh, uh, was due today? We said we'd each write five pages. Five, yeah. Um, here's what I have. I feel like I have the ideas of five pages, or even like ten or twenty pages, if I'm being honest. They're just in my head. They're not like, they're not like in a Google Doc or some some shit like that. So I have, like, I did the assignment. I just don't like. I can't show them to you. Uh, where? Uh, how? How are you doing? Oh. Yeah, well, I kind of thought we were supposed to have pages. Right. Actually write them out. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, or I have a ton of ideas, and I did a lot okay. of hard thinking, and I don't have a lot of hard like work to show for it, but right. I'm about to really just get a bunch of things down. So I Cause think... Because like, like, I was going to write, but then have you seen Alone? Oh, which one's that? It's the reality show where they just leave people out in the woods to survive, and I just, I just like burned through a season of that, and like I was like, I'm gonna have this on while I knock out my ideas, and I think they informed the ideas, but they just didn't make it down onto the page. So. Yeah, similarly, I was kind of looking around. I was about to start writing, and I saw that on Wikipedia, Ray Donovan's been on for seven seasons. They're about to do a Ray Donovan movie. Wow. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking about this kind of like big universe that can be both like a show and a movie and i was like oh i wonder what they do to kind of establish things how they get started so i kind of just put on some ray donovan and watched some of that to kind of get some ideas yeah so we both did research we even did i guess we kind of did more than we thought that we wanted to you know because we got the ideas but then we also did research yeah so we have so we don't have pages but we do have other stuff right yes yeah so I guess we can check that one off the list. We went over our, our pages, our ideas, or at least we came up with them. That's good. We're already so productive. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of us, man. 
I'm proud too. We're we're really churning through this. It's kind of like you know what's weird to me is on a loan like when the contestants like swim naked they blur it out but it's kind of like we're on streaming they they should just be able to show that you know maybe they had to they they didn't want that to be released oh yeah it's the history channel so they probably don't do nudity oh yeah that makes sense that be on the history channel right you know because it's on HBO you just show that nudity you know yeah everyone's probably in the show so they can show their nudity right. Yeah. Oh, we should have so much nudity in our yeah, script. We, well, that's something we should talk about at some point. I mean, blue sky, sure, lots of nudity, but it's got to be it's got to be equitable <laughs> between the genders. Yeah, all genders. Like, yeah, like you saw Watchmen, right? Like there was a lot of nudity, if you know what I'm saying, Abe. Yeah, as but far th- as as far as male nudity, there was a lot of it. Right. And I think we can have a lot of all all the genders, no matter what, no matter how you identify, we'll just have yeah. nudity. Tons and tons of I think I pictured every time I write a, a character description in the script, yeah. I'm like, actor must be comfortable with nudity. <laughs> not even, let's not even say comfortable. Let's say like actor is like, um, you know, uh, what, what would be even more like um, aggressively interested in being nude. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Uh, any one of our actors has to, you know, uh, be comfortable with that, you know. That's and listen. If they're not comfortable, walk away from the uh, PCMU, PMCU, PMCU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, enthusiastic nudity. Right. Hey, exactly. so that's our first blue sky idea. See, everything. You when you stop saying no, you can start saying yes. We have made yeah. a lot of progress. I mean, I would also love it if they were PG thirteen movies with a lot of nudity, but that's a we'll cross that when we get to it. You know. Oh yeah, PG thirteen. Just because it can hit all audiences then, you know? Yeah, although, like, Deadpool was R, and, I mean, plenty of kids saw that. Yeah, I mean, Blue Sky, I get where you're coming from. Um, I just think it's a smarter financial decision to go PG-13. Because, like, we both want violence, right? Yeah, I mean, but all these shows on the streaming platforms, they just have so much, you know, so much of it. Yeah. But like, you know, Ray Donovan, he's just always, you know, um, beating somebody up and they're just like really they show it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, blue sky, you know, no no answers are bad. You want R, I want PG thirteen, that's all maybe you can maybe you can switch off between the movies and genres or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe that's how we do it is like this the streaming is where we do the hardcore stuff and then the film is like <laughs> Right, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Because kids yeah. can still watch it on streaming. Yeah, but they, you know, they probably have, like, their kid accounts. Like how, what you set up for me on the right. HBO. Yes, right. Yeah. So, okay, that's good. See, Blue Sky, we still have everything we want. Blue Sky, we're on the same page. Blue Sky. Yeah. Uh, Let me hit you with one of my ideas. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so you, you kind of have... A point of view character that is you. It's President Metalhead. It's basically you. Do am I I'm remembering this right? Yes. I, you know, I think he's he he is a hero that all of us could see ourselves in. Right. Like if there's when Stephen King writes a Stephen King character in one of his books, you know it's him. Basically, you're you're President Metalhead. I was thinking there could be, and not that I'm gonna play him, but there could be a Tim character. I know in your previous draft there was one just called Tim Dunn. I was thinking something just a little different. A character called the Sentinel 
who is um, a martial artist who also has a sword, and he just kind of wanders town to town, um, really across the world, and solves people's problems. And he's kind of a ladies' man. Like if it's called the group of heroes, right? Yeah, it's the group of heroes. Right. So in the group of heroes, I would say he's kind of the ladies' man, but he doesn't try that hard. Women are just naturally attracted to him for whatever reason. Um, and what else? I mean, he can fly, but he doesn't really choose to fly. But he has that power too if he wants to, and he can heal people and he can heal himself. And those are the those are the main things. Um. Yeah, that sounds good. Blue sky. Oh, you know what? Sorry, one last thing. Every hero needs like a weakness, you know, like kryptonite or something like that. He can't smell that good. So like he can still smell. It's just like not a strong sense of smell. So it's like a weak so so like that kind of manifests itself like everyone is standing around like, "Oh, wow, this pizza smells good." And he's like, "Oh, you know I can't smell." Well, no, he can still smell the pe- he can still smell the pizza. It's just like not as strong as the other heroes. <laughs> Oh, well, so they're like, oh, I think the pizza's ready. And he's like, I can't smell it yet. And then No, he's like, he can still smell that the pizza's ready. He's probably been smelling it for a while. It's just not, they, like, the oregano and everything isn't hitting. Okay, yeah, blue sky, we can totally have this in. I don't see how there's, like, a lot of adversity for him to overcome. Uh, I mean, he fights people. That's adversity. But the smell thing doesn't seem like it's really stopping him from anything. It's stopping him from, like, when, he, when all the group of heroes are, like, out for a nice spring day and they're talking about some flowers or something he probably can't smell them as much okay yeah blue skies that that definitely so you said also this guy's called the sentinel yeah and he goes from town to town it's all like right well you know like i mean blue skies everything's right but like blue sky blue sky we're on the same page a sentinel is someone who like stands watch in like one spot right so why is he like going from town to town if why is I he think, so like transient i think that's part of his backstory maybe he's part of a group of sentinels that always stood someplace but at some point he like i don't know like he was like no you're wrong i'm not gonna do it that way and then, and then he just started going he just started going places and then he's like the walking sentinel we're not gonna call him the walking sentinel he's a sentinel he's a sentinel or the he, sentinel <laughs> He's the Sentinel. Like, so, there might be... there In his movie, he might have to go back to the other Sentinels and, like, beat them up or something, but... And, it's like, and then that's full circle. Like, he's learned all these things from going places and moving around and not staying in one place, and he uses those things to beat the other Sentinels. Okay. Ah, so, that, that sounded great. That sounded really great. Yeah, Blue Skies, it sounds great. I think... So this, there's a group of Sentinels, so they're like the Green Lanterns, kind of, like a core? Kind of, maybe like a forgotten society that guards, you know, stands guard so over they, humanity. So they stand, but he's he's like, they I'm They do good. stand. And I don't know if, Abe, I don't know if that means they're immobile or something, and he's the first one to move, but... You know, it's it's visually interesting in my mind when I think about it. Like, he goes back, and these guys have just been standing there like, no, we don't interfere. And he's like, I do. I go places. And then he beats them up. <laughs> and then they're like, fine, the, the, you got to stop moving. And Sentinel is like, shut up, Sentinels. And then, the, yeah, they get in a fight. Maybe a woman comes in, and, like, 
she's really attracted to him or you know like whatever and he's like uh this is uh i kind of not right now i'm kind of like it i'm kind of middle of something right it's not a good time for me yeah okay yeah the sentinel let's go ahead and put that down on okay uh, yeah we'll put down the sentinel all right yeah like this started this started a document that's like not the script but like ideas that we had of course, yeah, it's ideas that we have, and they will probably show up in the script, uh, definitely, and I will write them. But yeah, I mean, we're just we're keeping it loose, blue sky. Okay, yeah, sure. All right, well, that sounds pretty good. Okay, so I have a couple here too that uh, yeah, hit me. Been kind of just like mulling over. So I've been thinking about the group of heroes and how they kind of need, you know, like their Justice League tower, or you know, oh sure, yeah. In some of the cartoons that they have, they. They have like a space station, you know, the Justice League does. Right. Which makes a lot of sense because you could literally watch over the Earth. And uh, and Batman usually finances that or whatever and you just kind of see it like, oh, yeah, cool. Or like they stole it from Lex Luthor or like right. an, an alien. Yeah. So what I was kind of thinking is like, okay, so what is our group of heroes like Lair looks like, look like? Yeah. And I think we both are really set on having like a really serious... 19th century steampunk aesthetic i think we both really like the idea of like taking kind of like what the wild wild west movie did but like make it gritty and you know a lot more like kind of like if christopher nolan did the wild wild west it'd be a little like prestige but like you know tesla's there and he's like really inventing these these um you know uh machines that the heroes can use yeah, so, Abe, uh, um, sorry, one thing just before. I'm trying to think back on when you and I agreed that we wanted a steampunk aesthetic for the PMCU. Oh, I thought it was just pretty much implied because we we knew we were going to set this in the 19th century, like middle 19th century. Huh, huh. Blue Sky, first off, Blue Sky, I love the... I love that you came up with this idea. It's good to, to do that. So like, okay, nineteenth nineteenth century, yeah, around your time, of course. So you didn't see this as like a Captain America thing, where like you came to the future or anything like that. I think eventually, I think there's probably like Tesla invents some sort of time travel machine, or we have it in that era. But I think we all just kind of choose to be in that era because it's like the best era. Wait, sorry. So people time the other some of the other group of heroes time travels back to that era or something? Or? No, I think they're all kind of their origin is the mid nineteenth century. But they can yeah. like jump around. Okay. Blue sky that's just that's kinda tough for me just because like that's like you know how people talked in that time and I don't and I feel like it's just writing to your Strengths, which if we spent one movie there, I think that's great. Maybe that's an origin story, Blue Sky. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I guess I just never pictured uh, the whole thing set in that time period. Huh. Well, I thought that was pretty clear. But anyway, I didn't really actually get to the idea I had for the lair. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So in this kind of steampunk nineteenth century aesthetic that we definitely have going or whatever but yeah okay sure that we've agreed upon is there you know there's a lot of trains and there's trains everywhere and there's like elevated trains that people, people have with a lot of belts on their outfits yeah yeah i think that the group of heroes they have like a subterranean train that goes under the earth and they it's always moving so the bad guys can't find them and the train can go goes under the earth and it can go through the earth 
and so they could come like, oh shoot, we have to get to Asia to to stop, you know, something, yeah. and so they can just go through the earth real quick, and just take their train, and then they show up at their train right there, and they can pull up on the train like right where the bad thing's happening. Like, oh say say someone is like, hey, I'm gonna light the Great Wall of China on fire, and we're like, yeah. no, you're not. We show up right at the Great Wall with like a bunch of water. And we're like, nice try. We have the train, you know, and all aboard. Is the okay blue sky? Uh, is is the train on rails or is it a magic train? Well, obviously, trains are always on rails. Okay, how? Okay, blue sky. There's just millions of miles of like, or thousands of miles of railroad track underground. And it goes directly where... Because, like, you need to plan out where trains go in order for them to move there. Yeah, so, you know, I think we do want to ground this in some reality. So I think, yeah, obviously this is a train that has tracks, and the tracks go underground. And the tracks go wherever they want. Okay. But the tracks go... Yeah. But there's there's so many tracks, the bad guys can't find the train when they want to. Do the bad guys have a train, too? I think they build one eventually, and they put it on the track, and then they're always chasing the group of heroes on the track, but they can't catch them. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess we'll keep talking about this, but like when I picture it, it's just not the most visually interesting thing to be in an underground train, just in a dark tunnel. It sounds like no, but the, it's not in a dark tunnel because it goes through like the center of the earth, and that doesn't kill any of the group of heroes or anything. No, because they're in the train. <laughs> Right, yeah. Yeah, blue... Okay, so blue sky... Let's put the word train down on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put the... Yeah, but let's put the train in the script, and then we'll know there's... um, We'll know that that... Yeah. There's a lot of trains. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's uh, that's a good one. Um, uh, here's another here's another idea of mine. Um, we're gonna mess with genres a bit d- throughout this process, right? We talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll definitely make fun of the other genres through our like steampunk lens. So sorry, sorry. Blue sky. So if I wanted to do like let's say a sci-fi movie. It would be more of a sci-fi parody by people who are in steampunk outfits and in steampunk environments. Like, that's what you picture? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't... Generally speaking, and again, we're, this is a blue sky meeting, so all ideas are good. I don't, I don't really want any parody at all. Like, re, you know... We can be campy about things or, or have humor, of course, but I don't really. I don't. I don't want us to have like space balls as one of our movies or something like. That. No, it's going to be like the Avengers, like that kind of funny. But the event, the Avengers, is just a straight superhero movie. But it's funny. Yeah, you're right. It's funny, but it's not parody. What, what you were talking about, it sounded like you wanted... Well, like, Blue Skies, why don't you just go ahead and like share the rest of your idea? Sure. So I want to do um, like a sci-fi show 
that uh, sorry not uh, i guess it could yeah it should be a show that and i'm yes i have been watching loki but this isn't in, informed by loki that shows like the i guess it'd be like a ki- uh, an old guy telling his kid about like oh you know i was i was once in the group of heroes and he like is talking about the group of heroes and how great it was and then we find out that like they never beat the big evil or whatever that like we find out in present times with the grandfather and the kid that like it never actually worked out for the group of heroes or they were defeated or something like that and then we got to figure out like oh is this like a weird timeline or do we got to go back and fix everything or what's going on there you know hey i think that's a great idea i think i could i think blue skies let's start with that let's have like that as like the opening scene and then the kid is like you know what i gotta do i gotta get on the time i gotta get in the 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 train the time travels through the center of the earth and uh-huh. i'll go back and i'll like set things right i guess i wasn't picturing it again blue skies i guess i wasn't picturing the kid to just have access to the train because it it seems like he could just go back and fix it pretty quick then well, he doesn't know he's supposed to fix it until the grandpa. The fucking train time travels too? Yes, because when you go through the earth and the magnetism of the core, it reverses the stream of time. It just feels like the train can do a lot. And if we could rein in what the train does, can or cannot do, then we'd be in a better place. And I know it's blue sky, but like, we need the, we need this train to be, we need guardrails on this train. Huh, yeah, I guess I kind of disagree. I kind of feel like the train actually is pretty clear. And maybe that you just need to see it, like, written out for you to kind of get it. Like, get the train. I said train's on the li- Train's on the goddamn list, okay? I don't see... It's not in the... It's not on the list. It's in the script because there's going to be a train and it can go anywhere and through the earth and that reverses time. And then we'll have all those great shots of dark walls as the train is going through the center of the no, earth. No, because there's like there's like elevated trains that go over like lava and stuff through the center of the earth. You're not seeing it like you didn't see the steampunk thing. Because like obviously he, in the yeah. center of the earth, there's yeah. like a ton of stuff going on. I mean, you saw Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, you didn't explain this. So you see like other worlds like kind of a multiverse in the in the core of the earth something like that yes there's like all sorts of other worlds they have to go through and some of them are like upside down some of them are like worlds where like dogs are in control some of them are like you know worlds where like all the colors are backwards um then there's somewhere like the dinosaurs are still there and then there's some where the um, you know there there are aliens who uh, who are crashed there who are trying to get out. Maybe um, one has the Sentinels, and we do like two or three movies in there. There we go. That's where the Sentinels are. They're stationed right under the Earth. And there was the one who's like, I want to get on this train so I can go town to town and not get seduced by women. No, he. It's not that he doesn't get seduced by women. He he just through like walking into a bar, women look at him and are like he's a man and i want to i just want him and then they they want to be you know aggressively are interested in being nude yes exactly yeah okay then that's something we can build on then don't sound pissed like it sounds like no i train didn't make sense when you pitched it to me blue sky no i think you just didn't listen like i listened for your ideas because i like actually was like really supporting and building on your ideas and you were just just go to your next idea, okay? Just what's your next idea? 
My next idea? Yeah. Well, I kind of did the ball already with all the worlds inside the world with the... Like the dogs being in control is like... Yeah. And the group of heroes, their train gets lost and then people are like, oh... Uh, the, the the dogs who run that world are like, oh, look at all these stray pets. We yeah. better put them in the pound. And then that whole thing is like them having to break out of the pound. But they break out easy because they could just use their train to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so the train is kind of like Doctor Who's, like, um, the the phone booth, right? It can kind of get him out of any situation or something like that. Uh, it's kind of like I haven't seen Doctor Who. Okay. Um. It's kind of like so, like Quantum Leap. Have you seen Quantum Leap? Haven't seen that. No. I've kind of see. I'm kind of thinking like, um. It's something that can like get them out of any situation. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I think you and I, and again, I feel like we've gotten to a better place here. We're listening to each other, you know. We're having a, we're having a productive meeting here. I think we just need to be careful about what, tr- what the train can and cannot do. And so I I feel like it's perfectly clear what the train can and cannot do. I don't I don't because it's like a 19th century time traveling train that moves through the earth. No, and the it can train show up doesn't anywhere at any time. No, the train goes through the earth, and that's what causes it to travel through time. Because there's what like is, a, so every time it goes anywhere, it probably goes to the the center of the earth. I mean, if it's going to the other side of the world, if it's just going from like Toledo to Akron, it doesn't need to go under the earth. Who, who put down the tracks for this train? Like the the train companies. Okay, I think here's what I think. I think next week we do come in with like five written pages. Okay. Does that make sense? And I'm not blameless here. Like, you know, I maybe didn't flesh out the sentinels as clearly as I should have. Yeah, but I mean, I got on board with it. You pitch someone whose whole existence is standing around, but yet goes from town to town. Right. And I'm just looking up the definition of the word sentinel right now, and maybe that doesn't quite gel with what I had in mind. These things are are made to be rewritten. We're going to hammer course, things out. Yes, this is this is first draft stuff. You know what I mean? Not that it's bad. No, we're going to yeah. f- figure out what the train can't do. Yeah. Like, yeah. We know it can't crash. Why can't it crash? Because it's it's the their train. So they're never it seems like they're never in danger when they're on the train. Is that the case? Yeah, they're safe on the train. The train's kind of like base cuz they can't yeah. yeah. In any given movie, how much time do you think they spend on this train? Well, they have all their chats on the train. Okay. So whenever they're chatting, they're on the train. How much, percentage-wise, how much the movie is spent on a train? I don't know. Percentage-wise, how much of the Avengers was was on the giant floating boat? A lot. Like, probably, you know, 40, 50% maybe. Great. Then we're talking 50% train. Okay. Um, let's, let's call it there because, Abe, I do, listen, I know we had a little 
some frustrations there, but I think I think we did get some good stuff done today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're well on our way to creating a, a universe that will rival the MCU. Um, yeah, yeah. So I really like you know I really like these sessions. We'll keep doing them. We'll keep kind of letting uh, the audience in on how we're progressing. Does the train? So the train does it have fuel? I don't want to talk about the train anymore. Okay, yeah, okay. Folks, if you have any suggestions for us, um, you know, maybe any any alternate names for the Sentinel or maybe, like, any articles you want to send, Abe, about power creep and how to create a magic system, uh, specifically about a, a train, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical uh, one five minutes at Lincoln at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Abe, any last thoughts? Yeah, I don't really think it needs, like, a powertrain because it has, like, the Tesla technology from, like, the Prestige. So it can, like... But that has power. Yeah, because Tesla figured it out. Folks, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes.